Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Nat. We are going well, aren't we? We are going extremely well. That is good. And if you didn't catch our episode last week, we are actually offering a little bit of a mini series over the next couple of weeks and really about supporting you to set some intentions and think about how you can set yourself up for a fabulous year of thriving health and well-being. Last week, we introduced our five-pillar framework, which we likened to this idea around supporting us in deciding what does thriving mean to us. And we specifically spoke about the self, and that's the middle part of our framework, in recognising where you are right now. How is it that you're feeling? What are you experiencing? And also, what is it that you need So this episode, we're going to be talking about physical health. Now, on the surface, we all know physical health, right? Yep. You know, the movement, the nutrition, the sleep, but it can go a bit deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And really important to note that our physical health and our energy, our performance, how we're feeling, our mental health, there's a great correlation between all of those. Mm. And really when you think about health and when people come and see us and wanting to make changes, the things they are always wanting to change first is those elements of their physical health. But it's really important to acknowledge how that then flows into other areas of our health as well. Which which is important to acknowledge that we've all got to start somewhere. So that's that's a great starting point, but then we, we delve into it and make that connection with a lot of things. And there's a lot of aha moments with the people Mm. that we coach, isn't there? Yeah, yep, there sure is. And one thing that's really important to note, I think, when it comes to physical health, and we talk a lot about this, is stress. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that stress is a very physical or our response to stress is a very physical response. Our whole body feels stress particularly when we're entering that fight or flight stress response. And I'll rattle off some of the experiences that we might have. Our mind will race. We might feel dizzy, might have blurry vision, uh, sleep disturbances. Hopefully not all at once. No. Well, this is part of the fight (laughs) or flight. Yeah, that's right. Feeling breathless, nauseous, restless, sweating or shivering. And it's really our body's response to a situation. So where does stress come from? Stress starts in the brain and it starts in the brain because our brain is recognising that we need protecting. There's a life or death situation coming our way and we need protecting. What will happen is our body will kick into this fight or flight stress response and it'll get us ready to either fight or flee. The trouble with this stress response, although it is very natural, is that our brain hasn't evolved since caveman days where old caveman was up against a saber-toothed tiger. Our brain sees everyday stress such as getting kids off to school, getting to work on time, work deadlines, anything that we find ourselves doing every day that perhaps we feel stressed about, 
it recognizes that as a as a life or death situation. So we automatically kick in that fight or flight stress response. Yeah. And the issue there is it's never actually turned off. So in the caveman days, they ran away from the saber-toothed tiger, they got away and they were in a safe environment. So the body had a chance to, you know, to to calm back down. Problem is, we're not calming down. It's on 24-7. And then you wonder why people have trouble sleeping. Mm, absolutely. You know, yeah. or, or or issues with digestion of food or gut issues. And, and this is really important because it does, you know, as often you and I say, and it sort of goes between the sleep and the stress, really. You can have the best movement, the best nutrition, um, but if your stress is not under control, it will basically trump every all the good stuff that you're doing. It's mm. really important that we get under control. Mm. But also understand there's always going to be a small amount of stress mm. or some type of stress that, can I say, might be healthy, yes. um, that helps people through. Mm. Yes, and there's distinct differences. Yes. yes, there's distress yes. and there's eustress. Correct. And it's the eustress that we want to and can use and harness to support us. It's when we're in that state of distress which is that that fight or flight stress response where where it's not needed. We don't need that response. So important to note when, it, as you said, with stress, that there's stress all around us. Mm. It's not the stress that's the problem. It's our response to the stress. So getting the kids to school, getting to work on time, work deadlines, that's not the problem in our life. It's the way that we're responding to that situation and you know, the impact on our physical health as well as our whole health um, can be detrimental when we're in that state of distress. But focusing on the physical health and some of the things that we can do in, in supporting our physical health is really important. So when we're talking physical health, we're talking about being your best physical self. So looking at such things as movement, uh, good nutrition, um, rest as well, mm. stopping, um, as well as sleep also, right? Yeah. So, Lise, you want to touch through some of these things, you know, sleep, for example? Yeah, look, sleep is king and uh, we run, I, I would say that one of our most successful webinars and workshops that we run is around sleep and had some really good feedback and lots of new research coming through in just the power of the sleep. But there's this quote by Sean Stevenson, who's the author of Sleep Smarter, great book to read. And he says there's no facet of your mental, emotion or physical performance that's not affected by the quality of your sleep. So it's a bit like that stress element that I was saying, you know, if you're not, you can be moving and eating well, but if you're um, stressing, you know, majorly or not getting the right or enough amount of sleep, it will undermine all that physical um, performance or, you know, physical health that that it is that you're um, craving. And if you look at... Um, you know, why would sleep be really important for you? So it's important for improved mood. You know, we all like to have a great mood instead of being narky. Um, helps with your resilience, and we certainly need that in, in life today as, as we know it. It helps with your physical endurance. So any type of movement that you might be having or doing on a day-in, day-out basis, sleep can really help you um, do that and, and want to feel like doing that if you're, if you're not if you're not well rested, the probably the last thing you feel like doing is getting up and going for a walk or hitting the gym or whatever it is that you do. Restorative sleep is really important for our hormonal balance. And as women, um, we are dealing with unbalanced hormones day in, day out because of the environment and the hectic pace that we're, that we're living. So sleep is extremely important for that. 
it's really important for our immune function and, you know, not just in the winter but all year round. And if the last few years has heightened, um, you know, the strength of having a really good immune function and supporting it through our physical health, there's never been a more important time to be doing that. And restorative sleep is great for our memory. The last thing you, you know, you want to be doing is being is heading off to work each day and after a crappy sleep and not being able to remember things or process things um, within your memory bank. So sleep is really important from that point of view. What's some of the other things? Nutrition is another thing that we find that under that physical pillar. We make over 200 food-related decisions every single day, over 200, so 200 minimum. And this, um, our food decisions is impacted by our sleep that we were just talking about, by our knowledge, um, our personal situation, our social environment, our physical environment, and definitely by our food presentation. So one of the big things I always talk about is having a colourful plate and that really does get your body excited just by seeing a colourful rainbow on the plate. So some of those things are really important. What does nourishing food look like for your body? A few things here, jerf. Now, if you haven't heard that before, just eat real food. And Natalie will tell you it's one of my biggest mantras. And appreciate that we live a world where we have lots of processed food right in front of us and can be very tempting. And, um, and you know, let's be real, we all indulge in that um, or we'll select that from time to time. But, you know, 80%, 90% of your food plate should be real food coming from nature. So it be it come from the ground, come off a tree or come from an animal. We want to minimise highly processed food and we want to make sure or encourage you to make food choices that are prioritised by nutrient density or what I call getting um, bang for your buck from the food that you're putting into your beautiful body and making sure your plant foundations, uh, plate foundations are really good. So, you know, I call it the macronutrient uh, rock stars of protein, healthy fats and carbohydrates. And we tend to have lots more carbohydrates on our plate rather than, um, or highly processed carbohydrates, rather than beautiful carbohydrates that come from vegetables and should be making up a lot of your plate as well. Mm. And we've got a fabulous episode, haven't we, around nutrition in menopause that we we'll link to in the show notes yeah, as really well. really good. And, and hope to do more of that this year. But definitely in the membership, it uh, will be a real key for what we're looking to um, help women with through this, you know, through this time in their lives. And then, of course, moving your body goes without saying. And there's this fabulous research, and I think we have mentioned it in previous podcasts, that um, Melbourne University have been a part of here. And it's been 30 years of research following women from the ages of 45 right through. And the number one message that come out of that research is that physical activity is and has always been the key to our greatest survival. And if there's one thing that we can do, it is really to start moving more, if there's one thing that we could pick. So I guess when it comes to movement, we, we're often asked, well, what sort of movement do I do? What sort of exercise? And, and essentially, it's up to you. It has to be up to you. Uh, I talk a lot with people about, you know, pick something that you enjoy and something that you are passionate about don't pick something that you feel you should do because then that then starts to become a chore, right? I think that's so important because there's so many messages about what kind of exercise you should be doing. Um, and look, definitely as we get older, we should, you know, as women, we have issues with with bones, um, things like that. So we want to be doing a little bit of weightlifting, whatever that looks like. But that can be as simple as I load up my shopping bags and I carry it from the car 
And my husband will say, oh, no, that's heaven going, no, that's my weight-bearing exercise for the day. So think about that real, you know, it comes back to that primitive movement, which we've all forgotten about, Mm. um, of just loading up that little bit of extra weight apart from, you know, so that's not necessarily something I go out to do, but how you can incorporate it into your day. Mm. And But choosing the other exercise that gives you joy almost Mm. to wanting to do it. For me, that's like walking. Mm. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to love it too. You've got to enjoy it because you don't want it to be a chore and you want to build healthy habits around it. You want it to become part of your daily existence and also part of your environment and the world that you live in as well. So what's beautiful about, you know, in some of those you can be connecting with someone else too. So walking is lovely, you know, if you if we're all living busy lives. So maybe you get your movement in while you're chatting with a friend, but you know, keep at risk and just a little bit out of breath so that you're um um you're effectively doing it from mm. um you know a really good way. Mm, yeah, yeah, beautiful. So that's just a bit of a snapshot around physical health and the things that we really see as really important when it comes Mm. to nurturing your physical health and of course as we do with everything that we do whether it's a podcast episode or a workshop we do love to give everybody the option to take some type of action so we would encourage you and invite you to consider what small step can you take today to support your physical health, knowing that it's going to help you throughout the rest of the year and help you to reach that level of thriving that you desire. Mm, Great way to finish that one on. Absolutely. See you next week. See ya. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.